thank you for joining me, Patricia Casey, on You Can Cook Too. Now, today I'm going to talk about afternoon tea and why it's so important. Afternoon tea has got uh, very strong links to Britain and we think afternoon tea and of course we think the British aristocracy. It's very easy to get afternoon tea throughout Britain. Small little coffee shops serve it, carriages, hotel and all the London hotels, hotels serve it. And it's quite expensive. I was looking at the prices when I was preparing this talk and afternoon tea at carriages is £78 per person. At the Ritz, it's fifty-three fifty. At the Savoy Hotel is 65 but if you move across the border to Scotland to the Glen Eagles Hotel, it's £45. Now, why is it so expensive? Well, let's look at the history, first of all, and that will give you a, a little bit of a clue as to why it's such a luxury. The British haven't always been tea drinkers. Tea drinking was introduced to Britain by Charles II and his Portuguese wife. In fact, it was she who loved tea. And at that point, it was a very expensive drink. And so only the rich could afford it. But she and her husband in or around 1660s introduced tea as a drink to Britain for the aristocracy. And of course, it has gained in popularity since then. Uh, tea production increased, the price dropped, and we now have a situation where tea is, is the, I suppose, the, the national drink. The aristocracy have, as I've said, always liked their tea. And uh, there was a woman, Anna Russell, who was the seventh Duchess of Bedford. And she lived in Bedford um, in the 1840s with her husband. And at that point in time, there were people had two, the aristocracy at least, had two meals per day, a substantial breakfast, uh, dinner in the evenings, usually at about eight o'clock, and a very light lunch. And the Duchess of Bedford, I think, had a good appetite because she would find herself getting hungry in the middle of the day at about four o'clock or so. And she started to ask her servants to bring her bread and a cake to her room. So they would bring her two slices of buttered bread and a nice piece of cake to her room and she would have it with tea. Around that time, the sandwich was discovered. And that was first of all discovered some years earlier when John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, was travelling abroad and he was playing poker somewhere in Greece or Turkey and he didn't want to leave the table to eat. So he asked the servants to bring him two slices of bread and put some roast beef between the two slices so that he could, he could eat the meat without getting his fingers greasy and continue playing cards. And so the sandwich was born. The Earl of Sandwich loved the flavour and the idea of the, this, this meat between the, the slices of bread and brought the idea back to England. So the Duchess of Bedford, when she initially uh, uh, invited or asked, I suppose, commanded her servants to bring her the slices of bread and butter and the piece of cake, she didn't know about the sandwich, but she came to hear about it. And she then, instead of two slices of bread, had a sandwich with different fillings. Initially, she took afternoon tea in her own quarters 
uh, alone. But then she started inviting lady friends round for it. And they would come dressed up. And the tradition grew of wearing a hat and gloves to afternoon tea. The hat and gloves may have gone, but there are still some, still some etiquette around afternoon tea, particularly if you have it in the London hotels. For example, you can't wear shorts or trainers if you're having afternoon tea in the hotels. Um, you can't use a mobile telephone. You, of course, couldn't, couldn't smoke, uh, although that doesn't now apply anyway. So th there were, there were some, some protocols around it. Ladies had to wear smart casual. They could wear trousers, but, but smart casual was what was recommended. And similarly, for, for gentlemen. When you're doing afternoon tea, in order to do it as the British do it and as they do it in the hotels and indeed in some of the smaller coffee shops as well, you, you have to do certain things. There are certain pieces of equipment that you need. Firstly, I should say the table height doesn't actually matter. It can be a high table or a low coffee table. Anytime I've had afternoon tea, I have been seated at a high table an ordinary table rather than a coffee table. I've had it in Ireland on uh, two occasions, once in the Gresham Hotel and the other time, I can't remember the name of the hotel, but it's a very nice um, hotel just at the top of O'Connell Street, at the other end of O'Connell Street on Westmoreland Street or one of those. In, in England, um, I've had it um, in, in one of the, the London hotels. I think it's the Carrington Hotel, it's called. It was it won a prize for afternoon tea. Anyway, I had it there once with my family. We treated ourselves one Christmas, ourselves one Christmas. It was very expensive. This was about that was in two thousand and eight, and it was about forty pounds per person. And I had my two sons, my husband, and myself at it. We were seated at a high high table there. You, so you, you, you need a table of some sort, preferably a high table, because it's quite a long meal. It lasts about an hour and a half, thereabouts. Now, when I serve afternoon tea at home, I, I, I don't have a white tablecloth, but I have a pink one with lots of lace round the edge, and it really works well. If you have a white tablecloth, that's better again. Of course, if you don't have a tablecloth, it doesn't matter, but it does add to the um to the to the special just add something special to the occasion i mean afternoon tea is an occasion there's absolutely no doubt about that if you can't get a tablecloth some material shops have cheap material ends and you could buy a material end and just put it put it on the table preferably one with flowers sort of with chintzy design they they they're lovely for afternoon tea then you need your crockery and for your crockery it's fine if you only have mugs and, and plates, but it's nicer if you have china cups and saucers and they don't need to be matching. In fact, it's probably slightly more eccentric and hippie-ish to have mixed um, mixed design um, plates. They do need to be light and light, light china cups and charity shops these days are a treasure for the amount of um, china cups, saucers, plates, all kinds of shapes, colours, designs and sizes. And you can you can buy a whole pile of them for about, you know, 50 cent each. So you could easily get a, um, a, a set of four cups and four saucers and four china plates for a couple of euro, for a few euro. So do that. And, and it really does make a difference having the nice china um, to, to drink out of and to to use for, for your, your, your um, sandwiches and that. If you have um, a tiered stand, you know, and they're very popular now, 
you could buy one of those. They're not expensive. Um, you see them now for sale even in, cha in, in charity shops, but even bought new in some shops like Dunn stores. You'll see them in garden centres sometimes when they sell china. Um, two or three layers, preferably a three-layered one, but if not, a two-layered one will be fine. Uh, if you don't get, have a tiered, tiered sandwich server, just buy a cheap china plate, uh, a, bi a big china plate and put, put things on that. And the three tiers consist of sandwiches, scones or tea cakes, and then biscuits or pastries or cakes. So they're the three. And you can, you can, you can have, if you want, you can have, you know, um, scones and tea cakes and an ordinary cake, or you can have scones only and cakes and biscuits um it doesn't matter but but there have to be sort of um the sandwich layer the sandwich layer then the savory sweet savory layer and then the sweet layer so to come to the sandwiches the sandwiches have to be delicate so the bread has to be thin you don't want these kind of sandwiches that you get with with you know the, the doorstep sandwiches that you can get in sandwich shops now you need a very thin slice of bread and i do afternoon tea here at home sometimes and it was my husband gave me this idea when you get your slice of bread put it between two sheets of parchment and roll it out so that you can flatten it and it becomes thinner use a rolling pin or if not get a, a, a bottle a wine bottle or something and use that to roll it flat and you cut off the crusts from the bread and you you make your sandwiches with various fillings and we'll come to the fillings in just a moment but you do finger sandwiches they're much nicer than the triangle sandwiches and do them with with a mixture of white and brown bread so if you were serving beef for example as a filling you would probably use um brown bread if you were doing egg and cress you would use white bread the the, the fillings i've as i've said you can use meat like beef or chicken egg and cress is gorgeous smoked salmon and you could do that as a small open sandwich on a small piece of soda bread you do not want big sandwiches because these are just snacks to fill in like the duchess of bedford to to, to keep away her hunger pangs between lunch and dinner at eight o'clock um, so s smoked salmon is nice. And then, of course, cucumber and cream cheese. That's the quintessential afternoon tea sandwich that we associate with the British. And they're great. Cucumber cucumber and, and cream cheese is and, and the egg and cress are really good because if you're vegetarians in the family, as I have, they will do fine. If you have vegans, well, then you'll just have to stick to the cucumber sandwiches without any cream cheese. You can put other fillings if you want, but these are the sort of traditional ones that you will get in, in Britain if you go for afternoon tea. So you have your sandwich fingers uh, with, the, with, the, with the crust cut off and you have thin slices of bread. So they're delicate to eat. They're not too filling. They're not a meal. They're just a snack. Then for the scones, now there's a bit of debate about whether they're scones or scones. And I think this depends on the country you come from. We call them scones here, but in Britain, they often call them scones. And they can be um, savoury scones or they can have some, some sweet dried fruit like currants or sultanas in them. For afternoon tea, I prefer the plain scones. And then you use clotted cream and jam, or as they're called, preserves. And they are gorgeous with blackberries or raspberry preserve. And again, there's debate about whether you put the cream on first or the preserve, the, 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 the butter and the pastry and, and, and the, the jam um, on first. 
There is no correct answer. Coming back to the cream and the, the clotted cream or whipped cream, if you like, the history behind that is quite interesting. That goes back to um, the Benedictine monks in Devon, a Tavistock in, in Devon. And a, a, a ruin was found there dating back to nine. 997 AD and they found some old um, books and manuscript in which they described having cream tea, having scones with clotted cream and strawberry preserves. So that's the origin of the Devon cream tea which you'll see advertised separately in some places. It's just um, a scone with, with some clotted cream and preserves and it's now forming part of our afternoon tea. And um, Some people, uh, some hotels serve tea cakes as well. Again, they do small tea cakes, not, not the big ones that you can buy in the shops but the small, but small, small little homemade ones. Um, I prefer scones myself. And then come on to the, the sweetest of all, which are the cakes that they serve. And they might be, uh, it might be fruitcake. Traditionally, it's Victoria sponge um, with, with jam and cream in the middle. But you can serve any kind of cake. Banana bread would go very nicely as well. Or various um, pastries, you know, the, um, the, the small little pastries with jam and cream in them, they're, they're, they're gorgeous as well. Some, some people have, do homemade biscuits. Uh, instead of pastries and 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 um, cakes, so they are they're all served. And and why you need the three tiered server is so as to have tier for each one of the sandwiches, the scones, and the the cakes. Next is the tea, and you offer different kinds of tea now. You should ideally serve it out of a silver teapot if you have one. If you don't have one, use a china teapot and put a cosy on it because the tea will, will, will get cold pretty quickly if you don't use a nice cosy on it. Um, and offer people different kinds of tea. Earl Grey is a must to be offered. I hate Earl Grey myself, but you know, some people love it. Um, my, my husband loves it. It's all he drinks. So Earl Grey, um, our English breakfast, breakfast tea or you could do some of the other ones like Darjeeling tea or Assam tea or some of the ones that don't need milk like peppermint tea or green tea or those you know those other jasmine tea those other more delicate teas that you can now get very easily even in local uh, supermarkets and it's served with uh, obviously with milk and also put some lemon on the side because people may want uh, lemon instead of milk and of course sugar and it's nice to have um, um, uh, either silver go with the teapots or if you don't have the silver milk jug and um, and um, sugar server and it can be lumps of sugar or loose sugar. Um, it's usually lumps of sugar in the hotels, but you know, it and it's white sugar, by the way, not brown sugar. Brown is for coffee. It's white sugar. I don't have lumps of sugar and I use um, ordinary granulated sugar when I'm serving afternoon tea. And then there's the question of who serves the tea. If the waiter doesn't serve it for you, the person sitting nearest the teapot serves it and they serve themselves last, of course. So that that is um, the etiquette and the story of afternoon tea. It is also very nice as a special treat to serve it either with gin or with some bubbly. Uh, I don't drink gin, so I've never 
served it with gin, but um, I do serve it with, with either champagne or Prosecco. And people can have the Prosecco while they're waiting for the tea to arrive. And, the, the, you know, and then they can have it during the, the, the tea as well, or they can just have it at the beginning. And some people like to hold it over until the end. I actually like to serve some fresh fruit at the very end with Prosecco, like um, some fresh raspberries or strawberries or blackberries or a mixture of all three, just a light, a light, a small amount of them in a nice glass dish will end the afternoon very nicely. If you want to play music in the background, you could have some playing and helping you all to relax. For fun, why don't you invite your friends around and ask them to wear hats and gloves? You will enjoy it. Thanks for listening.